Check one, check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I have an exciting episode, a very special episode, a across the across the globe into California. Very special guest. She runs her own travel agency. She's worked with bands. She's worked with High Times uh, Cannabis Cup. Uh, I've known her for over 10 years, a great woman in the community of cannabis and the industry of cannabis. Please give it up for April Black, everybody. April Black. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, April? Oh you know, doing the thing. What's up with you? April, I'm doing it. I'm having some coffee. I'm having some cannabis. And, you know, you did this last minute and I appreciate it. You're in California right now. Where are you in California? Well, we live in this city called Paso Robles, the Pass of the Oaks. And nobody knows where it is. <laughs> nobody knows where it is, but really we are in the central- I love it. Yeah, central coast of California, halfway between LA and San Francisco. I know it. Are you near Lost Hills? We are. That's about 60 miles to the east. My car broke down in Lost Hills. Ooh, that's Driving from uh, San Francisco to LA. But it all worked out. This dude, the tow truck dude, was awesome. And he put me next to a taqueria. And it was like, and I slept in my car. But then in the morning, the taqueria opened. And I had a breakfast burrito and I had a bunch of weed and I had a hatchback. So uh, they fixed my car in an hour and I just had a breakfast burrito. And then I jumped in my car and drove up to Northern California for this gig. Oh, you were riding on the five, huh? Yeah, I was on the five, staying alive on the taco trucks. Now, I originally met you at, in New York City, one of my close stoner friends from high times. If any, all the uh, listeners out there, April is a close friend to High Times. Uh, she is married to Bobby Black, who is a, a famous editor and writer for High Times since like 93. And he specialized in a lot of heavy metal and breaking a lot of early stoner rock bands, as well as writing a bunch of awesome articles. Now, this is a, a power cannabis couple. Bobby's not here, but April is. And I met you in Amsterdam and you were starting to run. Tell us about your uh, travel agency a little bit. Oh, well, so when I met you in Amsterdam, I had just moved out to the East Coast from the West Coast. And I got a job with this company called CS Travel, Coffee Shop Travel. And they did all the bookings exclusively for High Times for the Cannabis Cup. And so I got a job working there. And that's how it all began. <laughs> and it was really cool because people would call me. Hey, I'd like to, I see your ad in the High Times and I'd like to book a trip to Amsterdam. Cool. Well, my name's April. How can I help you? So I'd book someone's trip. Hey, Rob, we're going to go to Amsterdam. Where do you want to stay? What do you want to do? What are you into? And I, you know, cultivate this whole relationship with whoever's traveling, you know, three months, six months, nine months before the trip goes, because we offered payment plans. And then I would get to meet people. I would be stationed at Barney's uh, coffee shop 
where I would give people their passes, their bags, their welcome. Everybody knows this is like one of the top coffee shops. There's like three, if you're talking like Pepsi, Coca-Cola or whatever, but Barney's does it right. And that's like rolling with one of the best. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I would hug people, airport fresh, come on, bring it in. (laughs) He's so excited to smoke, you know, like, oh, I'm smoking it joint in Amsterdam in a coffee shop. It's something I've always wanted to do. And a lot of times people would just get so high, they would just have to sit down with me, chill out, have some coffee, have some Coca-Cola, eat something. And then they would go to their hotel, check in and usually pass out. (laughs) April, you do have that. uh, April's like just got this nice stoner chick vibe. (laughs) Like you are the best You're like one of the coolest stoner chicks. You always got great herb ever since I've known her. And she's always, you've always had a very open heart and open mind towards just about anybody that's around. But you also don't deal with bullshit. Same thing with Bobby. Bobby's from Brooklyn and he doesn't deal with any, but but you guys aren't full of shit and you're nice. And that's that's what I'll say. If I was booking a stoner trip, if I didn't know anything how to get to Amsterdam, and I got booked by you, I would be psyched. And I've, if I've never, and smoking in another country and another culture is kind of a culture shock. And there is a little bit of danger to it. If you don't, it's just like anything. If you go to a town and you start smoking in the middle of their fucking Times Square or whatever, you know, I mean, the more it's getting legalized, but just knowing your way around, having a having a cannabis Sherpa. That's what you are. You're a cannabis Sherpa. I am a cannabis Sherpa. I love that. Uh, I love that. Yeah, because now I've sherpa people through Jamaica. I have a whole network did. in Jamaica and I have a trip that I send people Baked to Jamaica. Baked on the beach. Baked yeah, on the beach. Yeah, she does this big trip called Baked on the Beach in Jamaica. Every 20, but uh, of course we had to cancel it this year, but no big deal. It was just a chance to celebrate at home. That's fine. I smoked copious yeah. amounts of weed at home and I zoomed with people all 420. That was fun. But yeah, Baked on the Beach is awesome because we have a bus picking people up at the airport. I got herb on the bus. I've got beer on the bus. I've got water on the bus because you got to stay hydrated, right? Yeah, in Jamaica, that's what it is. And you got to get decent herb. And April, I know you don't mess around with any swag. Oh, no. Like you guys are super snobs. Like there's a couple of my friends and Danny Danko's up there, Bobby Black, April. There's a couple of people that are just like a next level of weed snob. And if you break out some oh, shit, yeah. they're going to call you out on it pretty fast. And when Danny, and when, Danny tells me, when Danny tells me that my herb is, that the herb I grew looks good, tastes good, or my garden's looking awesome, I know I am on the right path. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you were telling me. So you're in California. You're, I, I love the whole thing because of legalization that you can live a cool life in these small towns um, yeah. in California because you have a little yard. You probably have a couple plants. So you what should, you just showed me before, why don't you show the viewers, this is only for our Patreon can see the video. All right. So a strain that I picked up when I was in Hawaii at the Hawaii Cannabis Expo, it's not a Hawaiian strain, just people were, had, were selling it at a booth there. It's oh, by wow. Massive Creations, and it's called Lemon Le Pew. Nice. So Lemon, lemon Le Pew. the Lemon Haze. It's super lemon. Yeah, it's way skunkier, though. It's like lemon skunk. Yeah. The OG funk. Very lemony. And this is one of my beautiful nugs. Oh, my God. 
That looks like a dispensary, like million dollar bud right there. That is, you know how much that, that right there in New York, that's $80. Oh, I know, I know. It's so unfair. <laughs> you know, I did, I got a, a bag of cookie dough. That's what I got, a good bag of, it's called cookies. But have you heard of cookie dough? Yeah, I've heard of cookie dough. But then it's really, I mean, it's really good. It's from California. But then I, I just bought uh, a, a bunch of CBD flour just so I could roll big split California spliffs with you. Yeah, you it's nice. Spliff? I roll, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys something. I can't roll joints. <laughs> it's so bad, I can't roll joints, but I got a duber right here. It's like a little April size joint, little Perfect. tiny guy. But I got my roller, my papers, my jars. So if I need more, I, I got. And you love coffee too. So you shall we spark it up? Yeah, spark it up for sure. Oh man, I love coffee. I love coffee. I've got a, uh, I drink coffee every day. I didn't drink coffee until I met Bobby actually. Yeah. And he corrupted me. Now I'm a coffee and weed kind of gal. Well, if you're gonna work for coffee shop travel, you gotta, you gotta like some coffee. But I don't always coffee up. Today I'm, I am drinking some Stump Town. That's good. You know, Sometimes it's not. Yeah, well, let's see. It's called uh, House Coffee. It's actually their lightest roast, if you check it out. It's called their House Coffee. This is Stumptown. I mean, they're from Oregon. They're going to know anywhere that's good weed, there's good coffee. True. Oregon's got yeah. good coffee and good weed. Yeah. Um, except for Italy's got the best coffee, but Italy weed isn't that. They're not big on the weed thing, are they? They got hash, but their hash is still kind of whack. There's some countries in Europe that are known for hash making. And if you can get the classic old brick hash, like I've always said, one of the best, my friend in New York, I don't know, she was Lebanese, something. I got a brick of hash that was like wow. all red hairs. It was like this, it was like almost orange. It was like the best international hash. Like some countries are known for it. What country, you know hash, what country has the best hash? Morocco? Morocco's got some killer hash. Um, Lebanon has killer hash. Before, you know, before civil unrest and war and stuff, you could always count on like Afghanistan to have some crazy killer, killer shit up in those mountains. Got the Hindu Kush mountains. Oh yeah. I've been doing these Tibetan stretches. Uh, I haven't ever been to Tibet or, I don't know, I think the Himalayas, I don't know how I got, are, is that, are they close together? Tibet? Yeah, the Himalayas, Tibet's yeah, the in the Himalayan Himalayas. mountains. Yeah, that's, I almost went there when I traveled, but they were shutting out flights and I ended up going to the Philippines for a month. How was that, delicious? The Philippines, there was great hash up in these rice fields, but you can get shot, uh, like in the Philippines for herb, but I was I was a major herb head. And if you go to these rice terraces up north, like the thrill of Manila is like four New Yorks. It's insane. You just want to get wow. out of there. And the rest is just jungle. So you get out of Manila and you just go up to these super rice terraces and they're beautiful. I, they're carved into the mountain. Like this is from centuries and centuries. So it's really mind blowing, but the dudes that that are the Sherpas, that are the guys that run the rice terraces, that even like cut the rice and do everything up on those things, smoke mad hash. 
and you go to these little villages and there would be the head hash dude. And I remember he just had bricks. It was just pretty much, they had just bricks of brickweed into hash, but hash actually can be really good. All kinds of forms of hash. I know that there's a lot of hash snobbery and some people only smoke water hash. Some people only smoke rosin. The hash tech is like out of this world. It almost moves as fast as computer technology, I think. Yeah. It just seems like from like 2009 till now, just the, the whole evolution of hash making is completely different where before people, the big deal was water hash, right? You make your water hash, then you have oh. your bubble hash, you put it on top of a bowl, you have that awesome bubble hash. Well, now yeah, people make the bubble hash. Yeah. And then they smash it in a rosin press and then they get it all to flow out like like warm honey or something like that. And they catch it and now people dab on rosin hash. Then you yeah. have the BHO, you know, where people are making it with, you know, a solvent like butane. And it's completely what you call a closed loop circuit. And it's completely scientific and clean and I don't know, it's, it's super scientific and clean and monitored and lab tested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it starts getting into dabs, it's, uh, it's, it gets super nerdy. And I know that you're about that dab life. I, I, I have taken, the first time I did take a dab, I, I think it was with like at high times, like years ago, like 2000. It was back in Steve's office, I remember. Yeah, totally. That back office. That back office. When Who knows what we were smoking then? It wasn't lab tested. People were blasting it out of like metal columns or turkey basters. And sneaking it into the country, you know, and especially the East Coast, you don't know where it's coming from. In California, everybody kind of knew it was the hippies up north. It was just everybody knew yeah. it was Humboldt. Like Humboldt just literally just covered half the country with. Oh, yeah with the it's best so chill up there too so we're about eight hours uh south of Humboldt and I love it up there yeah have you done trips up there I think would you like you're talking yeah. about moving your and I thought it was a great idea I actually worked for a travel agent well I worked at a hostel in San Francisco the green tortoise hostel and they had the green tortoise bus I don't know you should check them out we'll check them out they run uh, a route to like Oregon and to Seattle and they have a big hippie bus and they run it and like run Euro backpackers all around. But you could, uh, you should check it out. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, changing, they, but they would do like day trips or like three day trips, like with free granola and like apple, you know, it was like hippies. It was literally like old hip San Francisco 60s, like literally like, I remember this one dude, like, like I think he was a sound dude for the dead, like, but he didn't have any weed. He just had Keith, and he just sold me this huge bag of Keith because he was just wow. cleaning weed. And I remember, I just, I, if you ever smoked Keith, it makes you go to bed right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, we had a trip up to Humboldt that I put on with another High Times colleague, Melissa Coffee. And we do yes. this thing called the higher health retreat. So my background before I got into travel is I was a yoga teacher and I had private clients, but then I also worked at a resort in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Dope. I was the activities director 
And I was a staff of one and it was awesome because I got to run the whole program and create the whole program. We had new guests every week. So I always had new people to work with. You're such and a good so people person. I'm not like, but you will like hang out with people right away. Even in, I, in Amsterdam, you were setting up tours to go check out. Uh, yeah, all the art and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah, the space cake go go where we all meet up at the coffee shop, eat some space cakes and then go to the Van Gogh Museum. <laughs> Give me, what are the top three Amsterdam coffee shops off the top of your head? Well, if you want just super fire weed, the gray area, it's run by a couple Americans and they just grow super fire weed. What's that if called? You want, like, Great what? Uh, the gray area. The gray area, yeah, I have heard of the gray area. Gray area is known, yeah. The noon has some really good herb and that's uh, kind of by Dam Square. Yes. And and I like the noon. And then a place that, that all of us really love is called Dolphins. They have good herb and they have good coffee and shakes and they, have, they fresh press orange juice for you. And it's a cool environment. It's like under the sea, a dolphin theme and they play good music. Yeah, I've heard of all those. I haven't been to Dolphins, but I want to check it out. Uh, yeah, we yeah, have Amsterdam's, a, like, everybody's got this, you know, every, it's more about the vibe. That's what's a trip, man. Like It is about the, the vibe. Yeah. Because you can walk into a coffee shop and feel like, I don't even want to be here. And they've got this kind of Euro music going on. And you're like, yeah, this is, I don't know. People aren't and then so you walk into another one, it's got like Grateful Dead music and it's like a little dungeon, it's like a little dirty and like has an Irish yeah. bar feel. And yeah, then you exactly. walk into another one. Music, like just chill, like lounge chill beat music. I yeah. don't know what you call it, but I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you you like a little house music. Is you that like, what it is? Chill house? Is yeah, chill, chill dubstep. So no, I don't know about the dubstep. The dubstep's like, like that, right? I know it's probably loud in your earphones. Yeah, dubstep craze went crazy. It's but, like uh, that's like office machinery having sex. I know, but the the word dub is just like good reggae. Like that's, that's the good thing about going reggae. to Jamaica is like you hear like all the different like reggae like Jamaica is a trippy place like we could talk about it but like oh, music it. is such the thing there like oh I love reggae music reggae is my favorite my number one favorite music yeah I started listening to it like you know I listened to Bob Marley and stuff in high school and then I started listening to more reggae I worked at a at a skateboard shop when I was 16 and I worked with some older dudes and they turned me on to dub and they turned me on to Augustus Pablo. That was my first dub reggae artist that I got turned on to. And I love the melodica. I even have a melodica and I really suck at playing it, but I got it inspired by Augustus Pablo. But then when I was 19, I went to my first reggae festival and I took some acid. And I tell you, I was never the same. <laughs> it just changed the way like I felt about reggae and I and it's the heartbeat of the earth yeah so doing trips to Jamaica is just was like the biggest deal to me it was like this full circle kind of moment to like the first discovery of the dub the feeling I got that I never let go of and then bringing it home yeah being right there and feeling the sun and uh, smoke, that's why it, the, the herb isn't over powerful over there, like, but it is around a lot. 
and you can stumble into really good herb. And I think with the legalization movement, even in the last few years, like I've heard, it's gotten better. Oh, they have dispensaries. They've definitely upped their game and they got a lot yeah, of- I heard they have dispensaries. That's so wild. They have dispensaries. Yeah. There's a one called Island Strains. Check them out on Instagram, Island Strains, like full on, full on experience. And you could go as a, as a traveler and go and get a prescription from a nurse there. And then you can go to those dispensaries if you want. Wow. Yeah, you could. Just take, it would just take a two hour cab ride. <laughs> yeah, and they have them all over, all over the island. And the area where we go is a little bit um, away from Negril and, and it's classified as a wellness area, as a health and wellness sector. And it's called Little Bay. So it's a health and wellness sector and they have a lot of just up and coming cannabis resorts where it's a cannabis health and wellness resort where they're gonna have infused like shakes and they're going to have people there to kind of give you a prescription of what kind of cannabis prescriptions right for you and your body type and you can take that with you to where you're to where you live not the wow. weed but the prescription and just those recommendations and you can stay for a week and check it out that's it's a big shift going on down there yeah what's the pimp hotel down there well, the Pimp Hotel, there's a lot of Pimp Hotels. The one we work with is called Coral Cove. They've been under construction for about the past five months. So I don't really know what's going on there, but there's a spot that I really like called Zimbale Retreats. And so it's also located in that area up in the mountains, still about a 15 minute drive to the beach, but it's up in the mountains and they have a pool. And they do this thing where it's like a farm to table cooking show style experience where all of the guests are seated at a long bar and the chefs are there and they're explaining to you, this is jackfruit, this is this, this is that, um, this is how we make it and just doing the whole show. And then afterwards on Wednesdays and on Fridays, they have live drumming. So dope, so dope. And they're really, really just chill, nice people and they hire all the locals around and they've had jobs there for years and years and years and it just brings a lot of job security to the area yeah man uh have you had uh blue mountain coffee oh my gosh yes yeah jamaica's got some dope coffee oh Are yeah you, yeah 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 you always got to grab bags and come back here because a bag of blue mountain coffee goes for like a hundred dollars that is so insane, but that's true. That's true. Costa Rica has delicious coffee too. Yeah, Costa Rica's got the bomb coffee. Does Costa Rica got the bomb weed? I haven't been to Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is not so weed friendly, but it's weed friendly, you know? It's not legal, but there's just so many cool, chill, hippie towns. The good herbs. Yeah, there's that back, backpack, the backpack, like surfers, fringe. Yeah. Off the grid, ecotourism. Yeah. And uh, we went in February to kind of scope it out. It was our second Lick time a frog. going. You can smoke some weed. You can smoke some frogs, some weed. You can, you know, I don't know, probably find a ayahuasca experience. Those are big nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. You know, a lot of seafood. Yeah, I just want some mushrooms to go to a fish concert. <laughs> yeah, or just like watch Fantasia. Have you ever watched Fantasia when you're on psychedelics? Yeah. The same. You're gonna get, yeah, it's deep. It is deep, many layers. 
lots of layers. Oh, I don't know. It, it's crazy though, but yeah. So in Costa Rica, there's a lot of dirt roads. Yeah. And you know, you just gotta be in for the experience. Just know that you're not gonna get to, to places as fast as you normally would. And you just gotta enjoy it's all of it. beautiful down there. I have a friend that's like, was an artist, this chick. And then she moved down there and had a kid. Like her whole Instagram is just me living in Costa Rica. Oh, she's got a good, the, the blue zone. Loving it. Loving it. She's a tough girl, too. And I know she's having a good time and she's smart. And the food uh, there's good. The food is yeah. delicious. The, the food, the like, is there's just less people. Is that what it is? Is it just well, there's less? There's a lot of people, but the food's fresh. People are happy. It's considered a blue zone. You know, there's so many blue zones around the world where people have longevity and they're, they're What's happy. What's a blue zone? No, you just blew my mind. What's well, that? Okay, so there, a blue zone is an area in the world where people have extremely long lifespans, like in some places in, in Japan, let's say, Okinawa, I believe it is, and uh, an island in Italy. Um, there's this place uh, called Loma Linda here in California. It's considered a blue zone. And is also, that near Santa Cruz? No, it's kind of south. It's down there. Yeah, there's some trippy stuff between LA and San, Fran and San Diego. Yeah. So I don't know Loma anything Linda. about the Catalina Islands. I don't know nothing about all that. No, I've never been there yet, but I want to go. I want to go to yeah. the Santa Cruz Islands. But yeah, then yeah. Costa Rica. Like, yeah, it, it looks like... Uh, that, yeah, it looks like, uh, what was I trying to say? Like, it looks like Jamaica down there. Like, I don't know, or it looks like Caribbean. It looks it's, like West Coast Caribbean. I call I call San Diego Hawaii light. <laughs> San Diego's nice. Yeah, San Diego's super nice. Super good Mexican food, super good seafood, super good vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy reggae scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from there. Yeah. I like slightly stupid. I like stick figure. That's my new. I listen to these guys. Those oh, I think they're from Santa Cruz. Yeah. That whole California reggae uh, weeded out. <laughs> yeah, super weeded out. I like this band called Hyrie. Hyrie. Yeah. Like you were such a big stoner in the East Coast. What's it like being in the West Coast? Well, since I'm from Arizona and also Vegas, it's kind of nice to be back. Yes. In the land of delicious Mexican food. I was really suffering. <laughs> really having a hard time, but I'm good. I'm good now in the land of delicious Mexican food options. It's my favorite. Oh, I know. I had a burrito, just uh, had a mushroom burrito the other day that was amazing. And they have good burritos here. It's not like West Coast, though. You got to really just sniff them out and find them. Yeah. And when you find them, you got to stick with them and keep them in business so you can go enjoy those delicious mushroom burritos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, this place is so good, but they're a little snobby, and I want the green salsa. And I told them, I was like, I want the salsa verde. I'll pay extra. I make it. I grow all How the- How do you make salsa verde? Tomatillos and some jalapenos, but I also use some smoked poblanos. I'll send you some. Oh yeah, hook me up with the super jar. I will. I will. I will. I will Venmo you whatever. Give me. No, give me it's, a, it's a it's a gift. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the good stuff. They don't want to give. I'm it a away. garden girl. 
You know, I garden all my peppers and tomatoes and I canned it all. You know, I'm just like mini homesteading here. Oh, that's dope. Are you doing any pickling? I did do some pickling. I grew some cucumbers and I rocked some dill pickles and they were delicious. I did slices and I did, did dills. You chopped up fresh dill and garlic and pepper and salt and vinegar. then you gotta make yep, you gotta make like a little brine for it and then you gotta heat it up. Whole yeah, you gotta crack it out. Yep. Yeah. Whole yeah. peppercorn, big chunks of garlic, but I smashed the garlic just a little bit so it can really like get their pungency out. Everybody says, man, garlic will keep you alive. So Everybody good. says just snort garlic every morning and you'll be you good. Just snort it. Well, that's what garlic powder is for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just doing big key hits of garlic powder out there. Yeah, you know, just keeping it healthy, drinking my kombucha and taking my garlic. I got some kombucha today. What did you, what kind of kombucha you got in the fridge right now? What do you kind of cook? Oh, I've got, uh, I got three kinds of the GTs. I've got the one that's their, their fall harvest, which has got apples in it. Yeah, and the GT, there's uh, something good about it. Why is it so much better than the other ones? Because they put love in it and they've been making it for a long time. Then they have another one out. It's like got a, a little extra fizz. What's that? They got a 25th anniversary one out right now that's blue that has all this algae in it. And <laughs> it's really cool. It's cool looking. And it's got like the flower of life pattern all over the bottle. Okay, and I've been it's got keeping some sea monsters in there. It's got uh, some fucking octopuses. And then I got a watermelon one. Oh, I love the watermelon one. My favorite. The favorite. It's like getting, uh, it's like a Jolly Rancher. Here's, here's a funky drink combo if you're not into alcohol, but you like healthy drinks. Yeah. Half a glass of celery juice topped off with a half a glass of that watermelon wonder. Yeah, it's so good. You just blew my mind. That is because that celery juice is good for you. And the watermelon, if you have never had a watermelon slushy, I've had a couple of them on the streets. There's one place in uh, Chinatown that did them like on a hot day. Oh, yeah. Ice and just they had watermelon with no seeds or whatever and just put it all in there and blended yeah. it up. And uh, it would just get you back to life. Um, I like to do that with watermelon. Added like a handful of like crushed mint and just blend it up. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Cause it's pretty much water anyway. It's just yeah, water. it's just chewable water. <laughs> it's even like lettuce, it's just chewable water. But yep. watermelon's the best form of it. Watermelons, yeah, it's just got that extra red. It's got that juice. It's great. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite flavor. I'm glad that watermelon's so popular right now. Although I would never pay like eighty dollars for a square watermelon that was grown in a cube. Yeah, I would fuck that. I like the little mini ones and just chop them in half. Yep. Yeah, I got one in my fridge right now. Yeah, the big ones, yeah, end up rotten in your fridge. You try to put a piece of tin foil over it and it just kind of goes bad. Put tin foil over it, put it upside down, think it on the flat side down. You're gonna <laughs> do the juice runs out everywhere, ants get on it. Shipping. Oh, it's such a weird smell. It's such a weird but smell. The best is to get seeds, if you, but you have to have a porch because you got to <laughs> spit. <laughs> yeah, I grew watermelon for the first time this year, but I planted them kind of late. So they only got to be this big. You're so good. Oh. 
and uh, I'll try again next year. Well, I grew, I grew some of my own pumpkins and I made pumpkin soup and I made a pumpkin pie from the, my own pumpkin that I grew. What's up, Tommy? What's up, my man? <laughs> How's it going? Making a cameo. I got my coffee. <laughs> Thank you. Come sit. Come hang. Thank you for Me jumping too. in. Uh, so I don't want to steal April's spotlight. No, no, she was, uh, but I, I do think the pumpkin pie is amazing. And then the pumpkin soup is next level, too. Well, I think Bobby came right in on time because he's just the pumpkin guy. The pumpkin pie she made was awesome, really good. Awesome. Yeah, you could just that, yeah, yeah. The, the inside of the pumpkin pie, what is that mash? Like, can we just have that mash all the time? <laughs> yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> But the pumpkin that's in a can isn't really from a pumpkin that a pumpkin, it's from a different type of squash. Fun fact. That is a you just blew my mind. <laughs> it's like imitation crab meat. You don't but it's, it's not, not exactly as it is. But it it's looks like it. And if you don't think about it, guess what? It is. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it, it's good though. But all you gotta do is just add some evaporated milk and some brown sugar and your spices and a couple eggs. Some nutmeg, whip it up. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Oh, spice flavors. I go easy on the clove. I'm not a big clove lover. No. Yeah, clove is weird. It is weird. Ever have it's a like clove big peppers, right? Yeah. Ever have a clove cigarette? Yes. Blech, gross, right? <laughs> They are odd, but they're also kind of cool, like once. <laughs> yeah, when you're in your goth phase. Yeah, but they kind of taste good, but you're like, <coughs> then you find weed and you're like, uh, this tastes actually awesome. Yeah. Weed tastes awesome even if you don't like smoking. Like I don't even like smoking and weed tastes awesome. <laughs> awesome. Mm. Cool. Uh, so Bobby, what have you been up to my man? Oh, uh, uh, lots of stuff. Um, I've been quarantining uh, up. You've been, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most recently I've been, uh, last year I started working uh, with this uh, cannabis history museum project called World of Cannabis Museum and uh, basically like working to catalog all the items in the collection and, and then launched some content based on that. Uh, Canthropology is my podcast and my blog. Uh, tackling different topics in cannabis history, interviewing people that are that are part of the history. Um, I'm contributing to Leaf Magazine, Skunk Magazine, a few different magazines. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, you know. And of course, uh, waiting for COVID to be over so we could get back to working on higher wage travel. Yeah, I think you guys are actually are in a good space. I think you guys are just been doing it for so long you don't see how, I don't mean, maybe you do, but what, this past election, what it was it, like the four more states went legal? What was four more states? Yeah. I think it was five, but not like some were wreck and some were medical. Yeah, New Jersey went wreck, Arizona oh. went wreck. Which uh, one? Arizona. Yeah, name them off, New Jersey? Jersey, Arizona. Uh, Mississippi went medical, I think it Mississippi was. Mississippi went medical. Um, Trying to think South Dakota. Was it? it was one of the Dakotas. The Dakota. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of that last one. I can't. I can't think of it. It was somewhere south. 
Somewhere so, unexpected. Uh, He's going to pull it up on his magic iPhone. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll get but I way. think New Jersey's the biggest one of that. Oh, New my Jersey's going to open it up big time. And I think, well, the word on the street is here is just like, it's going to go legal as soon as COVID, just as a way to get money. Montana, that's the Montana. fifth one. So, Montana, yeah, Arizona, Montana, legal. and Jersey all went legal for rec. Mississippi went for medical, and South Dakota did rec and medical. Hey, we did pretty good at naming them for yeah. not even looking. What went rec and medical? New Jersey? South Dakota did both. South Dakota went Best both. laws for both. What's in South Dakota? Wall drug. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, wall drug. Do you know what? Yeah, I know that place. I was yeah. always too high when I went there. I forgot about it. I <laughs> well, I guess you forget about had it. A bumper tell you about it. Two hundred miles on the way there. Yeah. Whoa, drug. That place is a trip. That is a real place trip. is a trip. You ever been to Weed, California? You know, I think we just drove through. Drove through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were on we were on a road trip all the way up north to, to Portland, and then by then I was like, I don't even want to stop. I'm just I just want to get to our. That's when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> when one time I was like, Yo, I'm gonna do a gig in Portland, and I thought it only took a day to get up there, and then I was looked at the map. I was like, Oh shit, this is gonna take a couple of days to get up there, man. Oh man, yeah. Did I better start right now. I showed them oh, the delicious you. nuts. I know you guys are growing. Uh, so you don't even go to dispensaries. So you can no, honestly say your cannabis budget is zero. No, no. I go to the dispensaries to get um, dabs, but mm. I do make my own water hash and I have some hash patties right now in the freezer that I need to microplane, but I couldn't find a microplane at any of the stores in my small town because we have one Bed Bath & Beyond, one Target, Which is about to close. <laughs> one, yeah, one Walmart and like one grocery store that we go to. So it's, you know, kind of small here. Small town life. So I had to order one online, but I tried to like shop local and like go buy things in person. Yeah, that's the gig. You got to shop local, but Amazon is so easy. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really like that, that guy. No, no. I think, uh, no, shop small and everybody, I say it on the podcast, it's like the best weed is going to be your local small batch. Like the best stuff is all small batch. So you might as well go, yeah. you know, with your produce, anything you get, like food, everything's better small batch if you want quality. And you're supporting the economy by supporting small business. Traditional market. And you're probably supporting someone's family and all that stuff that goes along with it. Traditional market is exactly what we call it. Yeah, it's not the black market. It's traditional market because this is how it's been done for ages. And now we got the new legal landscape and that's made things a lot harder and, and more expensive. So, so the thing with legalization here in California that is not the most favorable is that the, each county can opt out and they can say, no, we don't want dispensaries in our town. No, not my backyard. And our county is one of those counties. <laughs> yep, Dry right. county. But, oh, shit. And they only want you Bo and Luke Duke. 
Just the good old boys. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Lots of ranchers here. And it's a wine area. Paso Robles is a wine destination. So for all those folks who do enjoy fine wine and you. It's still, yeah. Uh, California is California. It's all wine beautiful. spectators. Uh, Paso Robles has the wine. But the wine industry is also keeping it from the cannabis industry from thriving in certain counties like this because they believe that it will taint their grapes. Yeah, wine douche. There's wine Tainted douche grapes. There. That sounds like a great strain, tainted grapes. Yeah, tainted grapes. <laughs> I think they're just afraid they're of the competition, grapes. the wineries. I think so. They can't handle the fact that people might go on weed tastings instead of wine tastings. I say do both. They're do great both. together. Like in Sonoma County, they do both. Up in Napa, they got both going on. Yeah, yeah. it's just they out of greed. I really think that that whole vibe is out of greed, you know. But cannabis tourism is 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 doing awesome. You know, I didn't really have any colleagues doing it when I was doing it. I was, you know, kind of lone dog in it there was a guy that uh who was doing 420 tours before cs travel back in the day there was uh, the cup the cannabis cup at high times used to be run by the travel part of it used to be run by a guy named mike esterson mike esterson he's uh it was 420 tours was his company uh he was really the first he was the first cannabis themed travel company that i'm aware of uh and this was back in the 90s yeah and then uh you know that his company unfortunately kind of fizzled out at some point um but uh and then cs travel came in and they were doing those CS high travel times trips came in yeah and did that high times and, and then i was doing it because people who i had previously booked before for the cannabis cup what they were working with the hawaii cannabis expo and they said hey april can you build us travel packages and then i said well yeah probably so that's how Highway travel was born just from people knowing what I, how, you know. Yeah, you guys have been around and done these trips and been to these places. So you have knowledge. So it's, yeah. uh, you're just paying for a shortcut. It's great. I think it's awesome. And it's going to be needed more and more going forward. Yeah. Even I mean, because I Google and stuff and uh, just word of mouth and uh, what, like, I like, I love the idea. I don't stay at bed and breakfasts, but I probably would with the weed bed and breakfasts, but there are more and more of those out there. And I think that's a good idea, actually. I could see you guys running a weed bed and breakfast. <laughs> so funny you, you should say, say that, Mr. Rob Cantrell, because when Bobby left high times, I wanted to move to Oregon and, and buy a bed and breakfast and do a bun breakfast and have all of his high times stuff everywhere on the walls and stuff and you know make it really nice plus i'm a yoga t-shirt teacher i'm not a yoga t-shirt i'm a yoga <laughs> teacher and i would <laughs> and i would uh have yoga classes in the morning and that's still a goal of mine and you could sell t-shirts yeah and i can sell t-shirts and beanies yeah beanies would be dope yeah and arizona's opening up now that they're recreational and i really think that Putting on, putting together something in Arizona would be awesome. Super rad. So yeah, that's so cool that you say that because that is what I wanted to do. 
yeah. maybe we'll still do it. We have uh, we have some we have to weigh our, our uh, options for the coming years and see what we're gonna where we're gonna end up and what we're gonna do. But yeah, yeah, you guys are right there, snap dab right in the middle of the cannabis industry, and you're seeing it from all different sides. Um, uh, dispensaries from um, to travel and to publications. I do love the idea of Leaf Magazine. And do you see, is cannabis writing going up, Bobby? Are you doing more and more freelance? It does it seem like there's a lot more work out there probably. I'm doing freelance right now, yeah, um, because uh, things have been on pause with the museum because of COVID. We can't really open a museum, which is a tourist you know, attraction with all this going on. So we've kind of had to hit the pause button on that till next year. Uh, we also are working on a, a pilot for a TV show based on the my column and my podcast that uh, that we were about to shoot a pilot for and that when COVID hit. So that's on pause also. So hopefully those things will pick back up next year. But in the meantime, I'm just, you know, keeping busy doing podcasts, writing for a few different magazines and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work, but it's different than it used to be in the old days, you know, when you worked at a magazine or, or a publication, you know, we had editorial meetings. And if you had a story idea, you'd pitch the story and then you'd get a budget approved and you'd go fly and do the story and take the photos and come back. It doesn't work like that anymore. Now they want these short little soundbite articles that go on the website and they want to pay you like, you know, 50 bucks or hundred bucks. It's just, it's a totally different, uh, it's, it's not the most lucrative uh, profession to be in is, uh, is writing, let me tell you. But super interesting that you saw that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going through it. It's just uh, Bobby yeah. was a part of High Times Magazine which is a major player in magazines in the heyday of magazines in New York City. And yeah, you saw, you know, you saw it go from that to like online, but you were there kind of right at that point where it was just There's like uh, writing and journalism, even more serious and high times took it serious. Yeah, I mean, I started there in college, my senior year of college in 1994. I was there for over 20 years. And when I started there, the computers were so like rudimentary. We didn't even make the magazine with computers. We did like the old school cut and paste on boards that were photographed and stuff. And there was no internet. I mean, there were no cell phones when I started high times. So, you know, as things progressed, you know, it was amazing. The, the way we made the magazine was transformed by computers. And then the internet came along. And then, of course, we had to have a website and, and figure all that out. And, you know, it was uh, it was definitely a trip. But working at High Times was was really a, an amazing job and an amazing experience for a really long time. It was a, a, a very somewhat dysfunctional, but very fun place to work and exciting and getting to meet a lot of cool people celebrities and musicians and stuff and getting to travel to places and really living an outlaw lifestyle as a journalist for high times because you were breaking the law all the time every grow you walked into every time you got a band high backstage or whatever you were you were breaking the law and and it felt good <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were those guys man for sure uh, yeah, in uh, in New York City in the '90s when you started, New York City, yeah, you you guys were you had to be a little bit undercover because it was highly illegal, and you would get popped, and they liked to pop you in New York. It's it's it's, um, but 
except for the early, I guess when, probably when you started, there was a time when you people would just smoke weed in New York on the streets. Like it was a little probably even cooler back then. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't care. We would kind of smoke anywhere, but we were just kind of ballsy about it. You know, uh, we would be, we weren't be, I wouldn't be like flagrant. I don't want to get arrested. But at the same time, I would just be like, oh, look around, I don't know, light a joint. You know, we used to, we used to like to, uh, mess around in like restaurants and bars sometimes we'd be having lunch like the staff would go out to lunch and we would have like a one hitter or a joint at the table and we would do like light it do one hit put it out and put it oh away and then the people smell it they smell the smoke and they come over and they're looking and nobody's got a joint we're just like sitting there <laughs> and they'd be like is somebody no no we're not nobody's smoking I, I know I smell it too you better find a, you find the person who's doing that somebody walk through yeah, yeah. New York. Uh, yeah, just to be, uh, just to see like it all expand like that and then to be out on the West Coast and see it even go more. And you saw so many concerts. Like, I don't even know if I could ask you, what, what were your top three favorite concerts you saw while working at High Times in New York City? Wow. I mean, I've been to like a thousand concerts easily. Uh, and I know, I know. And you grew up, but I'm giving you a specific time frame. Yeah. Though. And I, I would say you have to be on the job because, yeah, people don't know yet. High Times was known as the dudes that had the best weed in the world in New York. And they were. That was the thing about it. And then so if they came to your backstage, all the bands were psyched to hang out with those guys, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, one of my best High Times uh, concert uh, interview type situations was with the singer from Pantera, Phil, Phil Anselmo. Uh, he had his other band uh, playing, uh, Down it was, and they were playing in New York. I think it was the Best Buy Theater. And I made arrangements to interview him backstage and I had met him very briefly before, but I didn't really know him. And I had, I had a reputation for being like kind of a, a dick to the press, like he was, standoffish a lot and stuff so I was kind of cautious because he's kind of a tough image kind of dude and I went there and I brought weed and I was bringing him a, a, a doobie award I had he had won a, a doobie award so I came to present that to him and he couldn't have been nicer dude he he was super nice and fun and just a one of the best interviews I've ever done we got high and then we did the interview we did a photo shoot and uh, he just gave me one of the best interviews. Like he really was into talking to me. He was not like blowing me off. We, I, I the video is on my YouTube. It's a four part interview because it was wow. so good. And yeah, man, I remember that. My best that cool, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave you that much respect and time. And uh, yeah, those guys were thrash metal, definitely super gods. Yeah. And uh, I know how much uh, you like metal. That's insane. And the thing is, is like, uh, it's hard to be a dick when you're and when you have weed. <laughs> like, like if somebody's like, even it's even if you are a dick, if you got somebody high, like, they got to be a super dick to like be a dick through that highness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then any other, what's your other two like music moments like in New York? Like High Times Weed related stuff you're saying? Well, yeah. and just seeing live. I would say just like if you were high, even seeing a show, it could be even Tool. Like it could be, oh, oh, yeah, tool, it could tool be like something epic. I don't know. 
you know, something that uh, go towards the love of your natural self. What what's something <laughs> like? What was your um, super joint? Well, I would say definitely one of my best experiences was um, when Black Sabbath reunited. Black Sabbath is like, if not my favorite band of all time, in my top three for sure. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, I had, you know, never had the opportunity to see them with Ozzy because they broke up before, you know, when I was small. But then when they reunited, I, you know, I went to see them a few times, you know, while they were together. But the coolest thing, and, the, and it was amazing. But the coolest thing about that is they actually had approached High Times about wanting to be covered in High Times. So I got to go with Chris Simonek, uh, who was uh, my colleague at High Times. I know Chris, he's cool. Got to go with him to their hotel and interview Ozzy and Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath in their hotel room and then go to the photo shoot the next day where, with Ozzy and all the weed and stuff. And I got to smoke a bowl with Ozzy at the photo shoot, which was my like life top thing, you know, <laughs> like ever. And I got him to sign my Paranoid album, which April got framed for me and is now hanging in my office. So. Um, best one of the best concerts ever was their reunion and then the experience that went along with that was just you know you can't beat it oh wow that's insane yeah um yeah meeting ozzy and smoking a bowl with them and then seeing black sabbath <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you did something then, right uh yeah. <laughs> april what about you what was your favorite concert in new york ever oh Oh, my favorite concert in New York, hands down, was the Daptone record Super Soul Review at the Apollo Theater. That yeah. was the best oh. show of my life. It had Miss Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, Charles Bradley, the Budos Band, Anti-Ballas Afrobeat Orchestra. It had um, Naomi Sheldon and the gospel queens and a few others that i don't remember their names but that was the show yeah it blew you away yeah in that theater and seeing those guys play soul funk rock and roll is just like yeah that's it insane. Is can you still smoke weed in the apollo Mm. No, no, but I got high enough and I was high off the music and had a couple yeah. drinks. And That's true. That's true. Whenever I'm in California, I'm always trying not to get high because I know I'm going to get high. So it's like, it's almost dodging getting high because there's always weed around. Dodge this doobie. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get, I'll smoke some weed now and then I'll just cruise on for a while. <laughs> make it to the next place yeah that's it yeah i, I love know. it out there. i can't wait till the covid drops and yeah. uh we can all kick it together uh we can wrap up here i'm excited to do uh get back involved uh when this whole thing you know drops get out to california and see you guys yeah yeah man come on and we'll get you a gig in san luis obispo because it's a college town and people come for comedy, you know? College town. That town is awesome. Yeah, I know that town. So it's that beautiful. town's like 30 miles south of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Madrigal went to college there. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful place, man. You guys are psyched. I can't wait to come out there. Yeah. I want to drive Route 1. I want to do San Francisco. I want to do Santa Cruz. 
I want to do that. We're perfect stop off for that too. Yep. Yep. Right along the way. That's sick. I love it. Uh, well, have a great day. Let's let's wind it up. Uh, you you were drinking Lavazada. What kind of coffee was oh, it? I'm drinking today. It's so good. Lavazza, Tierra. Lavazza is how you say it. Lavazza. Oh, I was I said Lavazza. That's what he said. Italian, they Italy does do coffee the best. Ah, uh, they do good. great coffee. Yeah, Lavazza. They do coffee. They do espresso like the best. Tierra. Lavazza. There's no tea in here. I see. That's the brand name. This is the style of coffee. I know that's the brand name. Tierra. Tierra. Organic. This is good. This is tasty. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I haven't Thank had it for a while. On the Cannabis Coffee Hour, guys. You're awesome. Bobby Black, April Black, check them out at uh, Higher Way Travel. That's and us. What else? Can we check uh, you out? Um, uh, Highwaytravel.com and worldofcannabis.museum. Museum. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate uh, you guys being on the show, man. Enjoy your day. You Thanks, too. buddy. Great to see you again. It's yeah. been too long. Yeah, been too long. All right. That's it. All right. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. I'm out. Love you, Love too. you brother. Bye. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll hit it. <laughs> I'll try to hit this other button too on there. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.